0: Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast. Ah! How the
2: hell did I get roped into this?
0: Show me what you got! Scotty, beam me up! The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired.
1: I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty mighty Isis. And where we go.
0: This just in, the flooding in New Jersey is at record levels. And uh, we have our man, Sandwich, live on the scene. Sandwich, can you tell us what's going on with the flooding?
1: Hi, Sandwich on the scene here, live from the sandwich shop. The waters are incredibly high in the sandwich shop here. It's crazy, folks. You would not believe it. The water is five inches high in the sandwich shop. It really is something to behold. Back to you, Kev.
0: Thanks, Sandwich. We'll keep our eyes right, on right that here. and we'll right uh, we will reconnect oh, with Sandwich later on for uh, for an update on the flooding happening in the state of New Jersey. In the area of the sandwich shop.
2: I'm just picturing I'm just picturing the boat going by and then the guy walking proving that the it yeah. was just a framed setup shot. that's what I'm picturing yeah. right now.
0: That's one of my favorite ones. No uh, we' you know we just did that little live on the scene bit because Sandwich's internet is out so uh, so tonight the sandwich will be featured on the phone and he'll just be coming to us live from the scene of his bedroom. I also wanted to address uh, some of the comments that we were getting about the Instagram feed last week, uh, which include, let me see. um, Why didn't sandwich audition for the role of baby Yoda? Um, Why? uh, Oh, that, this is a good one. Uh, Baby Yoda has nothing on the new sandwich. So I'm not exactly sure what all those comments are about, Uh, but I guess I don't know. must have been something they saw in the video. Did you watch the the video, Sandwich? Did you watch the Instagram video from last week?
1: No. Oh, okay. No, no, Kev, I did not see the new Instagram video. Um, But reports have said that Sandwich is the new Baby Yoda. So we'll be watching that as it develops. Back to you, Kev.
2: More on that story as it develops.
0: (laughs) More on that story as it develops. (laughs) That's so
2: funny. So, so Dom, do you remember last week when Kev was giggling like a schoolgirl and just laughing his ass off over there? Yes. Apparently, on the Instagram feed, there was a filter that made you look like Baby Yoda, and I don't know what it was on me, but Kev thought it was hilarious, and oh. apparently so did the Instagram Live folks. He, look, he's, he's oh. giggling, he's laughing now, he thinks it's hilarious.
1: That's what was happening? God, back to the show. Scott, have you seen it? Yeah, I did watch it. I didn't watch the whole if, thing, but I we, saw the we filters. i have got to find a
0: way to isolate and grab the image of of Baby baby Yo Sandwich giving the thumbs up because if we don't make a sticker of that and give it away at New York this year, I'm going to lose my mind because it's, it's possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life and it almost made me break. But what was funnier was... That we were talking about that one story last week of somebody being, being inappropriate in a professional workspace. While I was doing that, and I was just holding, I was barely holding it together. You have to watch the 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 video from last week to really appreciate it. But yeah, I gotta fi- I gotta find and isolate that image because that is like that is sticker worthy. You know, there's very few times. We, you know, the last sticker worthy I thing I can remember is Scapegoat.
2: <laughs> oh, I still have my, uh, Geek Stuff t shirt with Scapegoat on it. So,
0: oh, wow. That's a, it's a rare collector's a, item. A
2: collector's no. item. Yeah. I'll be selling that on eBay after the show. So,
0: no, don't. It could appreciate in value once we have the new shirts out.
2: <laughs> I'll be looking forward for those too. Hey, while we're, while we're at a nice, uh, Speaking of the Instagram live, let's go through the social media there. Uh this is of course Geek Stuff TNG. You wanna let's see if if Kev knows. What episode is it?
0: It's episode six hundred and forty eight. Yeah. And what did we title it? Uh I, I think Sandwich on the scene. Sandwich on the scene or sandwich on the street. No, I like on the scene.
2: Sandwich on the scene. Actually that's if 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 that could be oh spin-off of the sandwich shop is sandwich on the scene where we send sandwich to do a live commentary
0: like, oh from like from important geek locations yeah i that love might it be a thing. Scott, take that down. Let's see if you and I can develop that.
2: That, that sounds good. Um, but so, if you are uh, a member of our lovely Patreon for just one dollar a month over at Patreon.com/slash/geekstufftng, you can join in our Discord Discord chat chat with discard. the members of the team. discard you can discard you can in it. Join our Discord chat. Yeah, that's right. In Ireland, it's a Discord chat.
0: Over there on the Discord.
2: Uh, for $3 a month, you get the Early Bird Special. We record this on Monday nights. You Typically, Early Birds will get the episodes on Tuesday evening, maybe Wednesday morning. Uh, so a couple days early. For $5 a month, you get the bonus round. That includes the Sandwich Shop. Hey, Sandwich, what happened to the Sandwich Shop this week?
1: Yes, Scott. So this week on the Sandwich Shop, uh, the Sandwich reviewed Blade with hopes of reviewing Blade 2 and maybe three in the future. Back to you, Scott.
0: So yes, yeah, so you are got. We, it, are we really going to run with this
1: bit for the entire show? I don't. Today? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how committed we are to it.
0: <laughs> I
2: think we do it at least at least through the social media plugs. I think I we got to stick with it.
0: You know, a couple of times. You know, like maybe when we come back from. You know, <laughs> when we come back from uh, break, and you know, like that kind of thing, but
2: no all right when okay. we come back from the break you got to do your entire read
1: the, the read on the and, street and
2: the... for sure uh so again the bonus round get you the 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 bonus show the sandwich shop every sunday and then you also get two vintage episodes every month i just uh prepared uh episode 62 of big kev's geek stuff which will go up on the first so the first and the 15th you get a vintage episode of the show uh Is i think it-
0: did you did you conclude in the end that that was actually a historically significant episode?
2: I feel that it is, but I have not yeah. gone through and listened to episodes one through sixty. I just no, kind uh-uh, of started with the it.
0: The first, I think, the first time that that I I think the first time that the alliteration of that is made was like sixty. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure it was when. When uh, OG and Mr. Fantastic were discussing sort of the dynamic where, you know, he's Mr. Fantastic and I was Big Kev and, you know, OG was the other guy.
2: Right. And and, and then on episode 62, you said, oh, yeah, I am too cool. Big Kev is too cool. And you're just OG the other guy so yeah i think yeah. that's where the name came from and i'm and pretty stuck. sure
0: that that might be it yeah and i by the way i have not did we get a phone call from og with clarification as to where i was those <laughs> we
2: two weeks? we did not okay. we got to send a memo up to his secretary in the in the home office i
0: will yeah I'll i'll reach out personally and see if i can get him to comment because i don't remember and there was another thing that we wanted him to comment about but I don't remember what it is now. i have to listen to last week's episode again to, to figure it out.
2: Yeah, and also on that vintage episode, it's also Mr. Fantastic's live read for uh, a comic book shop where he makes fun of them for having a fax machine, which I think then got used uh, many times throughout the years. So it's, oh, yeah. It's, so oh, yeah. episode 62, big important episode. You know, there's always these like important issues like of a comic book. Well, this is one of those important episodes. You don't want to miss it. And for just five bucks a month, you get access to the bonus round. and then All of them. To all of them. Going all the way back to episode one. And then uh, for $10 a month, you get the Instagram Live. You get to see all the craziness of Sandwich trying to uh, get his internet connected.
0: Yeah, today it was about, well, we're going to have to just deal with Sandwich the way we get him And the development of the... uh, It could be, in the future, it could be the most... A uh, 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 famous and and uh, what's the right word um popular bit that we ever do you don't even we don't even know sandwich on the scene could become like a breakthrough internet hit and people who are part of the patreon could see how it developed because it developed during the pre-show today so
2: instagram and say... tiktok sensation sandwich on the scene
1: all the things we've done if sandwich on the scene is the thing that really sticks <laughs> like it, it it's just funny to think that all, all the culmination of geeks of tng and Geek stuff led to sandwich on the scene yeah i would be upset too but let's
0: let's move on
2: his his spin-off show sandwich on the scene he's gonna be That's it. He, he's gonna leave us for sandwich on the scene
0: yeah maybe he can maybe he can find someone and pay them to do that show for him
2: <laughs> all right well let's 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 jump say yeah let's jump into the news I think we got to start with uh I think the big news is spider-man takes a leak or something like that I don't really yep. I didn't see it
0: yeah and I thought uh I thought we couldn't get any lower than the the whole Batman doesn't do it you know <laughs> but spider-man takes a leak has eclipsed the entire you know, Batman or heroes don't do it or whatever the hell that that movement was. Um, no, of course, we're talking about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. The trailer has leaked. It's actually the crispest leak I've ever seen. It is someone who on their phone filmed. Uh, I don't know where they would have shown it. Did Was, was there news about where they showed where, where they showed it? Because where they, where they showed it. Yeah. Where they showed it. Cause, um, I, I, it's definitely a convention setting. It's definitely on a big, it's on a big screen because this person, um, was able to capture the entirety of it on their cell phone. And it's pretty, it's pretty good looking. I mean, now what I mean by that is that the, 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 the sort of copy, um, is pretty good. Usually when you see these kind of leaks, it's, you know, you're missing like a a corner of it and you know like the guy you hear the guy the guy who's filming it is like breathing you know and it's like it's they're usually terrible this one was pretty clean i have to say um it was a but three now I three feel, camera
2: uh, a three three camera bootleg like uh, seinfeld i need two cameras here one in the no, balcony no, so we no, get a good no
0: no 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 just one just one cell phone camera clearly um uh and i uh, you know again i those I imagine that a situation where they're showing a trailer to a group. I just have to imagine that they have that shit locked down. I can't even believe someone got in there with a phone. You know, I've been to Toy Fair where I've been frisked to make sure that (laughs) that we don't have a cell phone when we go into a room. So it's like I can't imagine how that happened, unless, of course, they wanted it to happen. But I don't I just can't see why they would do that either. So I mean,
2: yeah, they they locked my phone in a in a poly bag for uh, Avengers Campus. So
0: yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about that kind of level of security, and it's been breached. So, I, and two things I want to say about that, uh, just about the the whole leak and 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 all that. One, um, I have to say, good on the guy for getting the leak because. It's enough already that we've waited. The movie comes out in December, you know, like I, I, and I think the second thing is that the onus now has to be on Marvel and Sony to just release this trailer for real. Just release it. Everyone will have seen it by everyone who wants to see it by this point today, this moment probably has, you know, and if not the handful of people who haven't will, will probably see it in short order. Right, but let's talk about the tr- now. Did
1: either of you see it? I'm guessing Sandwich did not. No, I didn't. I, I think it the way it got posted and taken down was so quick that I missed that window. Was it? Is it uh, down? I think it's down. I didn't. I couldn't find it. Oh. I mean, I didn't do like a deep search, but I did look, and I couldn't find it. I can't I believe someone like,
0: hasn't mirrored the hell out of it already, but let's assume that it is down let's uh, and Scott you didn't see it right yeah I was
2: just kind of waiting for the official one I didn't I didn't go check okay. out the leak
0: well I I saw it and more because I wanted to see if I'm being honest I wanted to see how good the boot was because because to me it seemed almost too good again it almost seemed too good of a leak to not have been caught And that I thought was really interesting. Let's talk about the trailer itself for a moment, though. Um, It was a lot of really quick cuts from different characters. It pretty much solidifies every rumor that has ever been said about this movie. Every one of them. Um, So there's that. Um, But I have to say, there's no real story, like, pieces given. Not really. There's no real, I mean, there's a lot of assumptions one can make based on the quick cuts. Um, But I have to say, just from the first trailer, I can't believe I'm saying this. It looks like a jumbled mess to me. It really looks like. Now, it's a trailer. It's a teaser trailer. Lots of quick cuts, as I mentioned. Lots of action. Some lines, not a lot. A lot of characters revealed. A lot of the casting rumors confirmed. All of the things that, you know, we've been talking about for, what, two years at this point? Um, A lot of that, probably most of it, if not all of it, confirmed. Um, But I have to say that it looks like a disjointed mess and i hope i'm wrong and this was one of the things did we talk about this scott on the show this is one of the things that i was concerned about with the multiverse was that it was going to start getting muddy and cluttered and difficult to follow like for let's just say kids or people who don't have a depth of knowledge of Marvel comics that allows them to keep up with the sort of jumping around stuff that's going on. Right. Like, uh, you,
2: you can't just walk into this movie if you don't have the knowledge of who all these other actors and characters are, right? It's not going to make any sense. It will you, you, make, you can't, well, give, you can't mean, give context clues, explain,
0: Well, it'd be, it, which will be difficult to do, right? Yeah. I mean, if they explain who these characters are, if they explain, you know, it, there is a bit of exposition, obviously, that's going to need to take place because not everyone will have seen Loki, you know, and Loki is pretty much the, the keystone of the explanation of what's happening here. And I would not be surprised if Kang showed up in this movie either. So at the end, as it as a post credit. So let me ask that's you,
2: do, do you like think that. that the reason they've been putting it off so long is because it does? kind of spoil so much like they couldn't put it out before loki they couldn't no i I mean
0: i think i think they were holding out i I, and they still are because they haven't officially released it which i think at this point is is moot they might as well release it i think they were holding out to give fans the surprises many of them which are going to be in this movie and that's fine i think that's great that they really try but it's the 21st century You know, like it's nearly impossible not to get one person on an entire film set to take a photograph and, you know, and then post that photograph for billions to see. So I get it. they, They brought the secret as far as they could bring it. They declared things rumors. Nobody would confirm anything. Everything they can do, they did. But it's over now. It's over now. And now it's time for them to just release it and then let the reactions or the panic uh, or whatever it is that people are going to do, let them have their, you know, let them have their their time to do that. And for me, I would say I'm somewhere between panicked and nervous and elated that it looks like they're actually going to pull off what they uh, what they set out to pull off. But again, we're talking about a much larger story, which I feel, again, started in WandaVision and continued in Loki and is gonna continue here and in Doctor Strange, and who knows where else it's going to go. If it's Kang, if it's Kang, if Kang is the big bad guy here, if it's Kang, I'm I'm concerned bec- again because I feel like that sort of time uh, travel alternate universe situation I think can get really muddy. So I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to handle it, and but I am trepidatious at, at best. So
1: so. The, the way I'm looking at this going forward, I think if we do move in the Kang direction, this is going to be a point where we separate people who just tertiarily enjoy these movies, I feel like, and people who, like, really are interested and really care about the movies. Because I feel like we might start losing a lot of people when we start adding alternate timelines and multiverses and all that. I think this is going to be a big, like, splitting off point. Because, like, you know, it's going to get confusing for the average fan, I think, a little bit. You know, I don't know how much the average fan really knows. Not to discredit people, but, you know, it's going to be confusing. It's confusing now in certain aspects.
2: Right. Yeah. I I I I think that we were talking about how, you know, Thanos developed over, you know, two phases, really. It took a long time to build towards Thanos, and it seems like Kang... You know, is gets introduced and then he's probably going to show up in, you know, multiverse or no way home. And, and, but maybe it's because they want to wrap up this multiversal timeline because it's so difficult to, to, to keep your arms around. They want to, they want to nip it in the bud, right? They want to keep it kind of small before it gets too unruly because it's already unruly. I wonder if that's why it seems like they're letting Kang as a big bad kind of come out too quickly.
0: I think, I think what we're, well, I mean, let's be honest. It's already involved two TV shows and it's at least three films already.
1: And And Ant-Man to come.
0: And four films, right, because Ant-Man. So, yeah. I mean, so you're talking about, you know, you're talking about a good chunk of this phase um, or a good chunk of entertainment, um, you know, or uh, of the Marvel Universe here, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A good chunk of it is going to be dedicated to uh to this multiverse saga but we don't even know if it's going to extend beyond that does it end in ant-man 3 is that the culmination or is that really like we haven't really had a beginning yet right i mean we've had sort of the groundwork has been laid but really is it something that happens in ant-man that unleashes kang and then we get full-on kang stories like avengers 4 captain america 4 which now apparently is is happening with anthony mackie um like is is, you know all of those things you know like is it the starting point or are we in the middle
2: yeah i mean that's a that's a really good question and and i i was thinking about it as we're having kind of a nice discussion about the the mcu do you think that i mean i know the pandemic had an effect and there's also the disney plus effect right there wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been as tightly connected, you know, these different series and the movies. It's like it's kind of jumping from big screen to small screen and back. I think that's the Disney Plus effect, right? If Disney Plus didn't exist, they would still be like very removed, like the Netflix shows were, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So that's, but that's changing okay. the nature of the storytelling. I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's definitely changing the, the whole nature of it.
0: I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to spoil the trailer, but you just mentioned something, Scott, that was confirmed in the trailer.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be out. It'll be out soon. But let's. So let's not spend too much more time specifically on Spider Man. Let's. Let's talk to, about some of Disney's other uh, woes, so to speak. Uh, have you heard about the? So we know that Scarlett Johansson's in the middle of her lawsuit. We talked last right. week about how. Uh, Emma Stone, Emma Stone is rather than sue them, signed on for Cruella too, and um, but then also it looks like there's at least some legal arguments to be made about Disney losing some of its uh, profits from films like Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy and Beauty and the Beast uh, for stolen uh, like mocap technology that that was used, and the argument that the judge accepted was that you can tie at least part of the revenue of those films to the use of this technology that Disney stole, apparently.
0: Wow. Well, I I feel like there were similar... There have been similar lawsuits between, like, Apple and Samsung mm-hmm. with regards to the implementation of technology into their devices... I'm pretty sure it was Samsung who took it from Apple um, and got sued, and I believe had to fork up whatever the judgment was. So I can see it. I can see the argument, but who did they steal it from?
2: Oh, let me look at the article. I don't remember. But and it, was,
0: it, you know, and I think the legal argument was Is it somebody who worked for Disney or was contracted to do work for Disney? Like, let's say, you know, like this person created a magic wand and Disney said, hey, we want to hire you to come use your magic wand. And then when he's using the magic wand, Disney's checking the magic wand out and going, we can make a magic wand and then goes off and makes a magic wand and uses it itself and doesn't involve the guy, the original magic wand guy anymore. Because the argument there is, well, that guy was working for Disney, so is there not some sort of perhaps legal footing that Disney might have?
2: Well, I mean, ultimately, it's up to the judge. According to the Hollywood Reporter article, um, Reardon is the uh, Silicon Valley company asserting ownership over a visual effects technology called MOVA, captures facial performances of an actor, right, uh, and translates it to CGI. Um with alleged theft of software that was on vf uh vfx vendors computers so i guess they had the computers the computers had the software and they used it
0: they use it or did they take it and clone it i think there's a difference Yeah, there. it's well
2: it says theft of the software so yeah they must have yeah. taken taken so the software taken and then it cloned it
0: and cloned it yeah yeah well that's bad disney <laughs> allegedly sure. allegedly allegedly right but I'm also sure that Disney has enough money to to fix that problem.
2: Yeah, I mean, heck, they might end up buying the company, right? They'll just buy yes, Reardon and make it go it. away.
0: That's it. Hey, sandwich, can you yes. Scoot, yes. scoot right a little bit? I'm losing
1: you. Sorry, sorry, my apologies.
2: So, well, let's let's stick with Disney because there's a whole bunch of Disney stuff to talk about. Uh, I, I know we mentioned that they were replacing their annual passholder program with what they called the Magic Keys. Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh, we'll just buy everything. We're just uh-huh. gonna buy
2: everything. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh and then uh-huh. now they are <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I said, Oh give me money! Oh, uh-huh. we will squash the world beneath our heel. Ha 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 Who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me? <laughs> As they walk down the streets in tanks, M I C K U Y M O U S E.
0: Yeah. They're marching down the streets, and yeah, no, that's just not an image I want. A bunch of musketeers taking over <laughs> the entire world.
2: I mean, you've said it yourself that you think they're going to buy uh, DC at some point, right?
0: I wouldn't be. I mean, they. I mean, Warner Brothers would have to be willing to sell DC. That would be the first thing. Um, and I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think there's too much there for Warner to to sell them and warner's doesn't got much el- anything else going on yeah i know? mean so
2: it's funny it reminds me of um demolition man but instead of all restaurants being taco bell it's like all entertainment is disney
0: yeah i mean that's i mean that's a good analogy but i don't, i also don't i also think that what you call it would occur like uh what's what's that law not not antitrust the the block yeah probably busters. antitrust yeah and there's a whole slew of laws I think that are on the books to prevent such a thing from occurring. So,
2: yeah, they're they're moving closer. But it, anyway, let's let's talk about the parks. You know, they near and dear to my Sony. heart.
0: That's what they should do: buy Sony, take Spider-Man, and then just sell Sony again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just take what they want and discard the 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 That's carcass like, of Sony is thrown off to the side for anybody who wants it.
0: Who's you know, there's so many characters we could we could bring up here. Richard Gere in Pretty Woman—that was literally his job. Uh, Peter Peter uh, Peter Banning, aka Peter Pan, uh, um, uh, Robin Williams' character in Hook. You know, sort of the same kind of thing. You know, like that's exactly what Disney should do. They should buy that software company and take that piece of software and then sell the company. You know, like I don't need it. You know, like that. I don't know. I mean, if I think if you have eight hundred billion dollars, I feel like that's that's an option that you have.
1: I mean, only eight hundred billion. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sure it's more, but the, the, you know, the point is still the same. You know,
2: there, there's another article I read about how Disney shares, you know, just up, up, up. The shareholders don't seem to care about Delta variant. They're not worried at all. It's like Delta, what Delta? They don't care. Uh, how it's affecting the parks or the yeah. movies. They just know that of, in the long run, Disney is a safe bet.
0: A lot of, lot of southern shareholders in Disney.
2: Yeah. Um, but so, again, back to the parks. Uh, they are replacing the pass holder program with the Magic Keys. And they're replacing the Fast Pass with the Genie and Genie Plus service. So, instead, it used to be... I just Go
0: before, ahead. All right, hold on. Now give us an overview of the Keys
2: so, again, it, it's it's basically a – it's still a passholder program. Today. They just call it Magic Key. So, there's different levels of the keys. So, the lower the level, the less expensive, the more blackout days there are, right? But right. all of the different levels of the keys involve uh, reservations. So, in the past, if I was the top-tier passholder, right, there's no blackout dates. I could literally walk into the Disney Park 365 days a year. Right. So now the highest level of the Magic Key doesn't have any blackout dates, but you have to make a reservation. They don't have to tell you how many reservations are available. So they have a de facto blackout date that they can implement anytime they want without telling anybody. It just gives them complete control over uh, over the amount of pass holders or key holders that are going into the parks. Right. So, I mean, so that I just I just see that as a sneaky way to give them control. Hey, Tourists are up, everything's great, we don't want as many pass holders in here, boom. We just, oh, there's not that many reservations left and and they can control that. So, you know, even if you pay for the highest tier, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to go to the park 365 days because you might not be able to get a reservation.
1: Is the pass in, is the highest pass level and the highest key level, are they like the same price-wise? Are the prices about roughly the same?
2: They're, yeah, they're reasonably close. It's actually, yeah, the cost is... Reasonable. It did not go up like a lot like everybody thought that it would. But again, I think the reason that they're able to keep the costs low is because they know that they can really control on the back end how often you can go. They don't need to put the blackout dates in. This is my opinion. You know, I mean, I haven't done the research, but that's what I think that they're, they have the ability to do. They've always wanted to control how many pass holders come to the park. They want the pass holders. They need the pass holders for those slower days, but they want to be able to not have them there on the days where the tourists would be there. So the, the Magic Keys gives them the ability to do that. And then on top of that, the traditional fast pass is going away. So if you're not familiar with a fast pass, you could basically sign up for a return time to some of the more popular rides, and then you would skip the line and go back to that. And you could typically have one at a time, and it was free. Well, that's going away. So you will now have something on your phone, which is called the Genie, and that lets you kind of plan your day. So the genie will tell you, oh, you know, throughout the day, this would probably be a good time to hit Space Mountain because this is when the, the lines may be a little bit shorter uh, and it might be a little bit longer later. So it can help you plan out your day. It can help you make your reservations. That's your genie. And then for genie plus, I think it's 20 bucks a day, you can then have fast passes. And they call it the lightning lane now. So everything that has a plus at the end of it now. There's genie and genie plus and Disney plus. But so... Fast Pass, which was has always been a free service, is now a paid service going forward. Plus
0: twenty bucks.
2: Plus twenty bucks, and again per ticket, per day, per person. I mean, right? I mean, that's that adds up really quickly. And then I think what comes along with the 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 plus would be the photo pass options, right? Getting getting all your photos too, and those are important. I mean, you know, those used to be you would pay one price for your photos for the year, um, and then you know you get your money's worth if you like to take a lot of pictures. They used to call it the Max Pass and now it's genie plus essentially so that's kind of the big the big changes to for the park holders we haven't decided which one we're going to get but you know i know i'm going to be shelling out the dough for our magic key and on the days that we go whether we whether it's if it's not too crowded then you don't need to upgrade to the genie plus on a slower day but you know when it's a busy day it probably will be worth it to spring that extra 20 bucks
0: you know if i go with you you don't need genie plus (laughs) oh yeah yeah, because you know all so, the right people. I'll tell you, I'll tell you after the show my secrets, oh. my Disney Park secrets.
2: Kev knows all the plaids; he can just get in anywhere at Disney Parks.
0: I know people. Don't they, ha-
1: Don't they have apps already, or like services that will say like, "Oh, go to Space Mountain now." Like I think my dad used a thing <laughs> called like Dave's Discount Disney or whatever the hell it is, and it just tells him exactly how long the waits are and. Why don't you go certain places? Do they have that already?
2: I mean, yeah, they basically they're integrating some of those kind of things into their own app, so that you're getting it straight from the source. Um, and it's supposed to again, it's supposed to help you plan your day in in different ways. So you're, if you said, "Well, I like these kind of rides and I like these kind of restaurants," it'll help like build an itinerary for you. Is part of the Disney is uh, the part of the Genie app. So it's trying to improve the service for improve the experience for experienced park holders, park goers, and for folks that haven't been there a lot, or maybe it's their first time, it's helping you to maximize your time in the parks. So, again, that part looks great, it's just kind of a little disappointing that everything is just a little add-on, right? It's like DLC, right? Little little downloadable yeah. content, little extra cost here, you know, a little extra cost there, and it, it adds Info up.
1: transactions. <laughs> the death of everything.
2: So... Well, while we're I mean, let's just keep going through the Disney stuff, right? So Shang-Chi's coming out on September 3rd. It's getting really good solid reviews. It says uh, uh one of the one of the stories said it was the best action movie in the MCU. Wow. So wow. So I mean, again, everything's been very positive.
0: Think. September 3rd plus 45 days. Exactly. So look for, something. Look for our review in the middle to the end of October.
2: Right.
1: I'll see it in theaters.
2: Before Halloween. And and like you mentioned, Cap 4 with Anthony Mackie. Secret Invasion is uh, kind of in the works. They're working on that. Um, Kevin Fahey said that uh, Fantastic Four is going to be a mixture of newcomers and established actors. So still hasn't confirmed that it's going to be John Krasinski. and uh, fantastic,
0: fantastic Four, is that what you said? Yes. Is going to be, did you say, new actors and actors that you don't know? No, no, it was well established,
2: and newcomers is what is what Fahey said. I wonder, I wonder,
0: I wonder how they're going to do that. That's interesting, and it had best be John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, or the fans are going to tear Kevin Feige a new butt. <laughs> I mean, I mean every- they. Will, I, I'm not even. Ki- have you looked online? And they're just like rabid animals. Oh, yeah. Like they want John Krasinski and Emily Blunt so badly, so badly. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's really, I'm, I'm really interested. I wonder that they're going to do, you know, I I wonder if they're going to go traditional in the casting in the sense of, you know, I hate to say it, that they're all white people. I wonder if they're going to, uh, you know, mix it up somehow in that regard. I'm, I'm just, I'm really, really curious, and I wish to God they would give us. I mean, they just had the anniversary. We said this the other day. I wish they would just give us one piece of information, just one. Do Do you think because they've
2: been very, like you said, we've been waiting for two years for Spider Man trailer, and 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 we haven't heard anything really. It's all these little drips and drabs, and 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 very minimal information do you think not having the conventions to have the big uh the big moment uh, has like reveal yeah because they haven't had that opportunity do you think that that's part of the reason or it's just it's a different world and they they're just they they don't need I mean, to to put that information you know, out
0: the fact that it is a different world i think is entirely the point which is it's a different world so you can't be holding out like this anymore because honestly I would rather have known nothing about that Spider-Man trailer and see it rather than be looking to see if all of the rumors that have been circulating for two years are true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I also think that, you know, in in this day and age, I get they're trying to, uh, you know, uh, preserve surprises and all the things that they're doing. I get it. But at the same time, it's impossible You know, it's impossible. That's a full trailer that no one's ever seen. And a crisp and clean copy was on the internet already, you know, before they wanted it released. Well, and I know and the casting the you know, the casting information's been out for nearly two years. So, like, you know, it again, it's just kind of it's one of those things where, you know, I guess they're going to continue doing it, I suppose. But this this kind of, you know, if they have a cast. If they've cast somebody, they need to get that information out so people can get their heads around it and get used to the idea of it. In some cases, it's going to be really important for them to do that. I'll give you one name, Wolverine. They're going to really need, they're going to really seriously need to release that name when they have it and let people start getting the idea in their head. You know, because everybody, myself included, scoffed at Heath Ledger being cast as the Joker. And if you want, I was if, so wrong about being nervous and worried about that that I have never been more wrong about anything. But if and you right can listen now, to the somewhere in the world, Vicious Smith is banging on the keyboards, going, "You've been wrong a thousand times." <laughs> and if you're
2: uh, supporting us on the Patreon at the five dollar level, getting the bonus round, you can hear those vintage episodes, and you can hear Kev be wrong about Heath Ledger and many other things. On
0: vintage episodes of Big Kev Geek stuff. In fairness, I was right about more than I was wrong about. Just <laughs> saying.
1: When, when we get the Wolverine uh, release, if you want to talk to us about it, you would call the GVM hotline, 201-730-2547, and you would let us know what you would think of Wolverine when that comes out in 15 years, when they finally decide to do something with it. No, no,
0: it's fine. You know, you should. You should go to the GVM line. And tell us why you think Charlie Hunnam will be the best Wolverine uh, choice as casting goes.
2: Yeah, and I can hear Vicious Smith's keyboard already from that.
0: There's like keys breaking off because he's smashing it so hard.
2: So, you know, I think you were talking about how we got to get the information out there and let people get their head around it. But I'm also like there's there's no there's no new information when you go see a movie it's like you almost know the whole plot you know every character you know i mean i remember when so speaking of uh well i guess we, we're we going to talk about batman a little bit later because michael keaton's coming back to the role when the original batman the 1989 batman came out i don't know if you remember the opening scene and it's a party in wayne manor and and you see uh Michael Keaton walking around as Bruce Wayne, but you don't know that it's Bruce Wayne yet. And if you didn't know that, that scene is so much more interesting than if you know, oh yeah, that's Bruce Wayne. This is his house. This is his party. I mean, you know, just the the cinematic shot works better if it's a surprise. You know, because he's standing next to Vicki Vale and they're looking at, and, and Knox and they're looking at a painting and he goes, oh, that's Japanese. not a painting. It's it's the suit of armor. He goes, oh, it's Japanese. She goes, well, how do you know? He goes, because I bought it in Japan. And that's how you learn he's Bruce Wayne, right? And that scene would have had much more impact if you did not even know the casting, right? And and I've said that that's why I loved uh, Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol because I had no prior knowledge of any either of those two properties and I could go through and meet the characters and get all the surprises in, in and they were effective because I'd never seen them before. So you can't get that with any of these established properties anymore and I think that's kind of a sad state that we're in and we're never going to go back.
0: That said, though... There is a large contingent of characters that still, you know, are, are new to most people. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the best example of that ever.
2: Well, yeah, and, and I think Shang-Chi is going to be that way for me because I'm not very familiar with the character. So I'm interested and looking forward to a storyline and characters that I don't know. So that's I'm, I'm glad about that.
1: You know, I, I hate to, you know, point out the sandwich shop while in the middle of Geeks of TNG But I talked about when I was reviewing Blade, that movie came out in like 98, August 98. I can guarantee if a thousand people saw that film, maybe generously, maybe a hundred, very generously people knew who Blade was prior to going into that movie. You know, so if you don't know who the hell Blade is going into that film, beyond the fact that he kills vampires, you don't know anything like, oh, he's half vampire... He's this, he's that. You know. Fun fact, uh there was a deleted alternate ending where they were gonna introduce Morbius into the Blade movies that they never did anything with.
2: Oh wow, did you watch it did you watch that deleted scene?
1: I did, I did I forgot to talk about in the sandwich shop, but they they set up a Morbius scene at the end. There's a scene where Blade and the main lead they walk out and she's like, Oh look, there's a vampire over there and it's broad daylight and Blade's like, Ah, oh, damn. And then and then the credits roll. But that was meant to be Morbius. Like, it's official, like, that was supposed to be Morbius. That was supposed to lead somewhere, but they just never did anything with it. So that would have been a whole other thing of, like, all right, of those 100 people who know Blade, how many of them know Morbius?
2: Now that, (laughs) so so you didn't see the actor or anything. It was just kind of a, somebody over there is a vampire in broad daylight. It was,
1: yeah, it was, like, a a, a, a guy standing on a warehouse, like, basically down the street. And it's like, oh, another vampire, It's like, oh, he's standing in the sunlight, though. It's Morbius.
2: So, hey, Sandwich, I wanted to mention another news story that I saw because it relates to Blade. Now, I don't know if you know the actor Udo Kier. Does that name mean anything to you?
1: I know that
2: name I don't know why. I he cuz he's been in almost 300 films, right? He's been in a yeah. million things, but he's of and I think half of the 300 films he's a vampire, right? So he was one of the vampire council in Blade. He's been in a bunch of different other ones. And there was just a story in Variety that he's got a leading role in an indie film called Swan Song at 76 years old. So this guy's been kind of a character actor for ever in hundreds of different Vampire roles and non-vampire roles alike, and anyway, he's going to be in a movie called uh, "Swan Song" at age seventy-six as the uh, as the lead role. So again, what I just want to name? tie that into the sandwich shop. What's his name? Udo Kier, K-I-E-R, no. and U-D-O. Oh
1: yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's just finish up with. Uh, the box office and then we'll get to a break how does that sound kev I'm not here kev, at all fine <laughs> kev's excited uh so oh. free uh free guy was the number one movie two weeks in a row i think it's the first time that's happened uh lately and it pulled in another almost 19 million and then, and there
0: haven't been a lot of movies in movie theaters for two weeks in a row. Right.
2: No, I mean, that's the thing. So Free Guy, two weeks in a row is a big deal. And then the number two movie? Sandwich. Suicide Squad. What?
1: Suicide Squad.
2: No. Paw Patrol. I thought you would have been out seeing that one in theaters.
1: Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to wait till that hits uh, HBO Max.
2: So, Paw Patrol brought in thirteen million. So, I mean, again, pretty solid showing for wow. for a kids movie. Um, and then Hugh Jackman's Reminiscence uh, less than two million. So, just a utter uh, failure
0: at the box office. Well, and again, it's probably doing gangbusters on HBO Max.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's not the type of film that's going to draw people to the big screen, right? And and this this hybrid release. Uh, Seems like this is going to be the way it's going from now on. I know Universal Pictures are going to be hitting Peacock. It says four months after opening, so that's your Jurassic Worlds, the Gru movies. So your Universal Pictures are going to be over at a Peacock. Uh, WB and AMC have a 45-day window, so that's matching Disney Plus's uh, uh, experimental Shang Chi 45-day window. So I mean, this is what we can expect: is is either simultaneous release or a very quick release to the streaming services going forward.
1: So I wonder how this is going to affect like contract negotiations for actors. Because I feel like they're going to want to make some money off of that in some shape way, shape or form. Because, you know, you know, if you're taking a hundred million people, see the film and you know, I'm not going to go pay for it. If I can see it the same day, free on it. It's like the people who were in suicide squad. I didn't pay to see suicide squad. I saw it on HBO Max the first day I could because I wanted to see it. You know, I wonder if there's... Someone is paying
2: that. for HBO Max. Yeah, but your 10 do bucks the a month... actors
1: get it for that.
2: Right, your 10 bucks a month for HBO Max, though, isn't the same as your $30 extra on Disney Plus Premier Access, right?
1: Like, wh- where do the actors... Where are the actors going to make up their money? Because you know for a fact they're going to want to see some of that revenue somewhere. And rightfully so. I think they deserve it because, you know, it's been the norm for so many years that they're going to want to have, you know, some a cut of it somewhere. I think it's only fair. You know, that's me. What do I know?
2: Well, the funny thing is I see Kev talking, but I don't hear a thing coming out of his mouth and I don't have him muted.
0: I think those contracts are going to be changed to reflect the current release structure Um, And I don't think that's really the issue because the Scarlett Johansson thing isn't about her acting. It's about the fact that she was a producer on the movie. So where there may be some residuals for like bigger names, um, you know, like Harrison Ford maybe is getting a little on the back end. Um, I'm sure what they will do is moving forward, they will adjust those contracts to befit the release structure as it's clearly developing it's the producers who i think are the ones who are you know questioning how that system is going to benefit them that's what i think agreed and with that mr scott mr sandwich we will take our first and only break on this episode of geek stuff tng episode 648 Sandwich on the scene.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah.
0: We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with geek stuff, TNG, directly by using our GVM line
1: two zero one
2: seven three zero two five four seven. Hmm, maybe we could use our seductive voices. Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat>
1: hey there. We want you
0: to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh. <clears throat>
2: That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind,
1: what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow wow what okay here we go i'm james hatton and i'm podcast rob and we're the something something cast we're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies comics tv music video games and a whole lot more check us out at our home at somethingcast.com
2: and also on itunes stitcher google podcasts and other fine podcatchers as well
1: Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the Art, Comedy, and Pop Culture something, Podcast Network. Something, something. Okay,
0: here
2: we go. Hey Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast.
0: We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland,
2: and our growing family. It's called The Piecast because we got married on Pi Day. And it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out.
1: Build
0: your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga.
1: Another classic geek stuff ID.
0: Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand.
1: I don't care. Hey, this is Jules State from Firefly.
0: Hey, this is Marina Bachron from Firefly.
1: Hey, this is Josh Sweden, creator of Buffy and Firefly and Serenity and some other stuff, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff, you geek.
0: Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me.
1: Live from the Sandwich Shop, High Dye Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hafuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you are from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully-scaled, fully-detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lineup R2-D2. You can add your own boops, pops, and beeps. The ash foils open if attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing. And the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up under their do 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 premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder as well as several static figures, including Grand Crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877 544. Six, seven, seven, nine. Check them out today. Back to you, Kev, in the studios.
0: That was the best one ever.
1: Not even an exaggeration.
0: Best one ever.
2: That was really good. I agree. So, also in the in, in the commercial break, there the uh, the ID the Rejoiner was the cast of Firefly, but we heard from lovely Jewel State. And the reason that uh, I chose that one for this episode is that she's got a new show on Canadian television, uh, where uh, do we not talk about Canadian television? I'm sorry. Is that off limits? I
0: want to know why it's just Canada.
2: <laughs> I mean, it may be released down here. I know there's, I mean, but it's currently airing at the, the website that I saw said you can't view it in your region. That doesn't mean it's not available somewhere else. The show's called family law. It's set in Vancouver. Uh, she's a recovering alcoholic named Abby Bianchi, and she's struggling to put her career and family back together after hitting rock bottom. And as a condition of her probation, she's forced to work with her estranged father, played by Victor Garber. So again, a little uh, family legal drama starring the lovely Jewel State.
1: I, I can hear the cheesy intro music, the like posing to show that she's like. You know, like I'm a, I'm working with a lawyer. Like I, I can see all of the cheesy television lawyer things flashing across the screen as we speak about it right now.
2: Legal drama.
1: Just, yes. coming
2: coming this week to Canadian television.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Jewel State. What happened? Right
1: after hockey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what happened to me in Jewel State?
2: Uh, did Did you miss your opportunity with that one? Another? You let another one get away, Kev.
0: I swear. That's a that's a hurtful one, though. I don't even talk about that one. Um, Unlike I, that other person
2: who I'm completely over. We're over. So, yeah, that's Always why we didn't right. even use her ID. Her,
0: her ID doesn't get, even get used anymore, so. I don't like her ID. That's why we, we never produced it, because it was <laughs> like, I, I literally wrote a card for you to read. Just because she called you Big Kevin and you didn't like it. No, I didn't. But meanwhile, she's been on the show more than once. Just saying. Yeah.
2: I mean, hey, you get the you get the, the top tier guests on this show. I mean, you only wait, have to look wait, back.
0: Wait until you reach that classic episode on Patreon.
2: <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, I mean, hey, you, just look back a couple you, of weeks, though. You don't have to go back into the archives to get big guests, right? What have we had recently? My first episode that, where I got to join Lance, the show. Lance,
0: Lance, guest. Guest, then Catherine Marin Stewart, Catherine Cathy, Cathy, Mary, Catherine, Catherine Mary Stewart. Catherine
1: Mary Stewart.
2: Thank you. Right, which was a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed that. But then, just a few weeks before that, the Rocketeer himself.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Billy Campbell did three COVID-trapped hours with us, <laughs> and he was happy to do it. He, I mean, he, he was. He's like, I got nothing so, better to do. Let's talk. Yeah. At the the end, we're like, Billy, you got to turn your light on. It's getting dark.
2: (laughs) Where was he? He was in Scandinavian country. He was in Canada, back to Vancouver. Might as well be a Scandinavian country. Yeah, he
0: was filming. I think he's, I don't know if he's filming the show or the pilot of the new Kevin Costner TV show, which I think was National Parks. I think it was called. I don't know. It
1: felt uh, like,
0: yeah. What's that? Rangers
1: or something. Yeah, some kind of like park ranger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know,
0: though. I don't know exactly. I don't know if it's happened yet or what. Um, I probably should follow up on it and with him say hi. Yeah, and when
2: it when it comes out, we should have him back. Yeah, we should. Um, well, so speaking of uh, the Rocketeer, though, right? Uh, in in the product segment, we've got the board games. There's a Rocketeer board game. I, th- I know you shared it over on the uh, on the Facebook page for mm-hmm. Geek Stuff TNG. Um, yes. So that's going to be. Uh, what it's called rocketeer fate future
0: fate of the future fate yeah the future? I, i'm i'm pretty sure it's i'm pretty sure it's a straight up board game version of the movie story i think that's what i'm thinking it is yeah there's i mean i think there's big
2: 30 years late yeah but i think that well the speaking of 30 years late that's the next board game uh the the nostalgia in board games is a big market right now, right? There's a, a Back to the Future game. There's this Rocketeer game. Um, this is from Funko Games, right? So Funko also, you know, on the the nostalgia is is just built into Funko, right? But there's also there's a Goonies Escape Room game that's coming out. So it's like, okay, let's take a movie from 30 years ago and package it into a game because board gaming is also a big deal these days.
0: And then... I made this fake vomit, and I went in the theater, and and I and I made a sound like this, blah, blah. and I dumped the fake vomit, and everybody got. I don't remember what I don't remember what the lines were, but <laughs> that that part was really funny. So
2: that's in the Goonies escape room movie. That'll be there. That'll be one of the one of the things you have to do is get everybody
0: in the theater to have a chain reaction vomit. I I yeah I don't know. It just it always makes me think of that one scene. So. Yeah.
2: Well, I want to jump real quick into some product uh, cuz we just I just mentioned the Back to the Future game, but, and we talked about the Back to the Future NECA f- figures like a week or so ago. Yes. And and you said, "Are those new?" and I said I wasn't quite sure, but then uh, another one popped up and this is Doc Brown and it's on pre-order. So yeah, these are brand new NECA Back to the
0: Future 7-inch figures. Well, maybe that doc one is new, but I'm sure that I've seen personally in person some of the other ones. Alright, so maybe it's the same Yeah
2: like blind, line but and continuing. Yeah, yeah, and they and they put those out as a reminder that the doc was getting ready to come out. But they look really cool. I mean, I, I'm you know, NECA always does a, a good job on those. Um and then did you see have you seen again, this is Entertainment Earth. It's the Starscream Coronation uh transformer.
0: Doesn't he have, like, the throne? Or yeah, something? he's got the
2: throne, and it's, it's, you know, it's like the ones you had as a kid, right? You know, you have yeah. to fold it in and out, and and, and he can uh, unfold. But he's also, it's like, it's so funny because he's got a cape. Why would a why would a robot need a cape, but he's got it's a because cape?
0: Because he's, he's being coronated. That's right.
2: So, I mean, yeah, it just, I mean, it, talk about iconic voices, right? Starscream's voice, Megatron's
0: Starscream. voice.
2: Right, you'll all, you just, you, you can't get enough of it, right? <laughs> such such great characters there's always i mean again even though like we were talking about good cartoons and bad cartoons last week right we were talking about he-man but like talking
0: about bad cartoons right so
2: so like go to the transformers and now you've got actual iconic characters i mean like these characters are uh what's the word i'm looking for it's not iconic it's uh Iconic is pretty accurate, but but I'm but I mean it, archetypal characters, right? I mean like Starscream is the, the 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 Judas, the the betraying second in command that that thinks he should be in charge, right? I mean you've seen that character in stories all throughout time, and they do all it,
0: throughout time, like to the Bible.
2: Yeah, they they execute it very well in Transformers, and and they and Transformers doesn't have the the comic relief character like Snarf and. And Battlecat and Orco,
0: right? Or not Battlecat, but cringer. Say, one might say that Judas was the star scream to Jesus. <laughs> one might say that Jesus, if Jesus was Megatron, that star that Judas would be his star scream. I
2: love it. I would I want to see I want to see Jesus Christ Superstar, but Megatron is playing Jesus and starscream is playing judas i think that would be great great production can we make that happen
1: the last i want the last supper just replaced with all transformers now just megatron in the middle
0: you know
2: i bet if you look for it it's out there i I bet somebody's drawn that
0: i was gonna say i bet you uh, if you google it i bet you someone's already done it (laughs) like the transformers last supper or something i can't i every piece of computer i have is being used to make this program so i can't look but i'll bet it's out there yeah
2: oh that'd be fantastic i bet it is all right let's uh let's jump over to some video game news uh i know so again the we're we're so topical. We're doing a really good job as a show because all the stuff that we talk about then ends up coming back in the news. So well, we talked know, about
0: don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back there. <laughs> and really, it's only since I took
2: over as producer that it, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that.
0: I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna deny anything about uh, anything you say regarding since you've taken over as producer. Uh,
2: I'm just happy to be part of the show. It's all it's it's been very fun for me. Uh, but I saw an article about Red Dead Redemption and the original Arthur Morgan design. So I don't know Red Dead Redemption, so I'll I'll leave that to you, Kev.
0: Well, yeah, so Arthur Morgan is kind of the character you play in the first-person mode of the game. And I guess they had a a completely, or at least a somewhat different design for him um, than the one that actually got uh, released. So, But, you know, I mean, I played the first person for 15 minutes to familiarize myself With any changes in the controls and so on and so forth. So that I could immediately go online. Wait, are you friends? Yes, Sandwich? Did you tell
1: me you didn't finish the campaign?
0: I don't know. I may have finished it when... I may have finished it when... um, When online was shitting the bed. Remember that? Yeah.
1: The Red Dead 2 campaign was absolutely phenomenal one of the best campaigns i've played literally in my entire life i don't know i don't know if uh i think i do it a lot
0: i think i i might have finished it because there was a period where sandwich myself um cousin dave uh e-rock number of people we were all online playing together we were playing uh uh we were playing um grand theft auto gta Uh, five together and um you know and we were kind of interspersing it with playing red dead redemption 2 because um red dead redemption 2 just kind of shit the bed and it was just kind of not working right and there was no updates coming and it just like they abandoned it but it seemed like every 10 minutes there was new content for gta you know so we were going back and forth and then we started doing heists and all that but sandwich, let's let's focus on Red Dead Redemption Two uh, for a minute. Um, what are your memories? What are some of the things that you really liked about the first uh, about the um, you know the
1: single player, the campaign? Well, I mean, so it's not a big spoiler, but it's about like kind of the the ending of the Dutch Vanderlin gang, and are we are we gonna do the thing where we cut and then we do. It's, that time, right there, no. it's that time of the night. We turn on the black light. It's that time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's DMD. That's Scott's
0: fault. Because we're with the legends that of
1: your. It's D N D.
0: No, it was great. <laughs> Scott, when he's three to five words into his response, that's when you pull the trigger. Not when he realizes that
1: we're doing
2: it. I think I loved the slow realization that it was happening and he couldn't stop it. It was, it was better this time.
1: So so what's funny is I looked at the prep sheet before we did the show while I was at work. And I saw that we had put a and d story. So I literally thought, at what point are they going to change it on me? When are we going well, to – so well, I was ready, you. like, for Thank you for bit. that
0: insight, sandwich, So we can make sure that that never happens again, Goss. <laughs>
2: oh, boy. But how is he supposed to be prepared to talk about it if he doesn't well, know? You just got to know well, all – you constantly he, have he, D&D he was, in your head.
0: That's it. D- he needs to be pre- constantly prepared for D&D. That's number one. And number two, he's – see, I warned you, Scott. He's much more clever than you give him credit <laughs> for. So – just saying. I believe Samuel you said that he was a conniving
2: right. little. Uh, oh no! Wait, that was a private conversation.
0: <laughs> sam scoot over to the right and sit up. I'm losing you.
1: Sorry, okay. sorry. I, that was. <laughs>
2: so tell us about the
0: new oh. D D book.
1: Um, just I... announced.
0: Wait, hold what's, on. I'm getting. This, guy's I'm name? getting this special message. We're gonna go. We're gonna go live to our man Sandwich on the street, who is. Uh, is uh, as we understand it, there is a new D and D book. New D and D book. Uh, sandwich. Kathy,
1: Kathy what's the name? Kathy. Give me the name. Tre- uh, Treasure of Dragons. The the new Dungeons and Dragons book. Someone's treasury. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> the, they recently announced a new D and D book. It's called Flitzband's Treasury or something. Someone's Treasury.
2: Fizzband's Treasury so, of Dragons.
0: So, Fizzband's
1: Treasury of Dragons.
0: So you knew and, it was on the prep
1: sheet. Yes.
0: And you knew we were going to be talking about it. Yes. But you don't know the name of the book. I know the important stuff. Oh, not the name of the book. Oh, that's not. No, you're right. The name of something isn't important. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you?
1: Would you have remembered Fizzband if I told you it three hours ago? And then told you to remember it now after this, we've done half a show. Uh, look, I'm just saying. So this is a, a D&D sourcebook. I believe it's hitting stores in either September or October. And this is a D&D sourcebook centered very specifically on dragons. We're getting a whole lot of just dragon lore and new dragons, a complete dragon bestiary, two new dragon subclasses, one for ranger and monk. Which in my opinion are the most underplayed and underutilized classes in D D, in my opinion. Which is ridiculous opinion.
0: because Ranger is one of the could be one of the most powerful uh in my opinion, could be one of the most powerful damage dealers from a distance. Yes. So why on earth would you not want one in the group?
1: Because I mean, I the argument the initial, on the initial players, handbook rangers, were trash. If I'm being generous.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. I don't I don't agree. But I do agree with monk though. I think monk has yes. been kind of like yes. meh forever though. Like since the beginning yes. of D D, monks have been
1: kind of yes. like, so yes. you're a monk, so what?
2: It's Friar Tuck, man. And,
1: <laughs> and we're also getting some background lore on uh Tiamat and Baphomet's they're two big dragon gods, those who aren't aware of D and D. Their uh, their involvement in the first world. I don't know exactly what the first world was or is. I'll be honest, but I know Tiamat and Baphomet are. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, so Me, it's Tiamat whole-
0: from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Yes.
2: Right. If you know nothing else, that's Tiamat is the many-headed dragon from the Dungeons and Dragons Saturday morning cartoon. It's-
0: well, I mean, you put a finer point on it, uh, Mr. Scott, and he's not just many-headed, it's he's all the evil heads. She. So all, she, uh, thank you, is all the colors. Not the metals, the colors. So black, Oops. white, red,
1: green, green blue. Green, blue.
0: Yeah. Whereas uh, the good dragons, if you are, are all metallics. Gold, platinum, yes. copper, and so on. And they're represented by Baphomet. Yeah, but he doesn't have many heads.
1: No, there's one head.
0: Yeah.
2: And he's Platinum, so, right? He, he's the Platinum Dragon?
1: Platinum, yes. I'm pretty yeah, sure I, Platinum. I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about him. I know Tiamat more because there's been, like, modules written about her. And well, obviously I
0: think... I think Bamat is, uh... I think... The Vibranium Dragon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think as, think as soon as so. as soon as Disney buys Wizards of the
2: Coast and then uh takes over D&D.
0: Yeah, oh, the God. Vibranium Dragon. Pretty sure that's what 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 he is. But, you know, I mean, Tiamat's been around for a long time in a lot of different forms and many people forget there is a Tiamat action figure. <laughs> the D&D action figure line that came out in the early 80s, they did a Tiamat action figure. That's so, the, the
2: line that had like War Duke and Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, war it yeah. It was basically just kind of a bunch of characters they created with generic class uh, you know, like Ward war Duke is the one everyone seems to remember, but there was a bunch. There was a there was an elf, but he was really tiny for some reason.
2: So he, you know, he was like, more like a halfling.
0: He was more like a halfling, yeah, I would say. Yeah, he was absolutely more like a halfling, but he was an elf somehow. It was an elf, but he was a dwarf elf. No, that doesn't make sense. Um, But they had like a cleric. They had an evil wizard, a good wizard. There was a whole line. But Tiamat was one of those kind of cornerstone pieces of that collection, Um, uh, especially for just straight up regular D&D fans. You know, I had it. I don't know that I still do. I don't think I do. But, I didn't uh, see it. what's that I didn't see it I know yeah but it doesn't mean it's not there it probably isn't there but I'll get it
1: back oh yes so I. so this is funny because this book and the other books coming out kind of spawned some questions me and my friends were talking about and it was how long do you think it will be before that they're really actually possibly considering a new edition We've had 5D for a while, and I don't see it happening for a long time, if ever, because it's so streamlined and easy and like it just yeah. it makes it so new friendly for people to jump into D D with the system that I don't see a reason to leave.
0: I but, have an you know, answer. I know
1: people will have their gripes.
0: I have an answer for that. Yes. It's it's when it stops selling. Yeah. And they'll rework it and call it the sixth edition and then everybody will start all over again buying because that's exactly what has happened the previous three times.
2: But I think that so, they've really got it down though on this one because I agree. It, it, this is the first time that everything's hardcover, not just the source books, right? Like all yeah, of your, your modules never, and everything. It's it's I mean you uh, right. they've made some some aesthetic changes to this where it all looks good on your shelf. At all you know what I mean? Like it just it feels yep. very tight and 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 like it all goes together in a way that it never has before.
0: And it's never Absolutely. been more popular than it is right now. Yeah,
2: so they can they can keep this one going for a long time. I agree, but oh, that's when
0: no. they'll that's when they'll switch it up. They'll switch it up when they feel it's run its course financially and they need to do something in order to mix it up to to spark interest in it again. I don't think you'll see a new addition um per se sandwich. What I think you'll see is like something along the lines of a version five, a new player's handbook where they will have done some revisions and maybe they'll call it 5.1 or something like that. Or
1: like that. 5E revised.
0: Yeah. Or something like that. Or or it won't be revised or anything like that, but they'll they'll just do a huge content jump, a dump. You know, it'll be like however many classes are in the, the book now, there'll be that many classes in the new book and they'll like, they'll file it down even uh f- to even finer points and that kind of thing you know you're not you're not a, you know you're not just a thief anymore or an assassin you're uh you know whatever you know they've had all kinds of different things through the years they have enough source material uh over the 50 years that D D has been around uh to absolutely pull from And say, all right, well, we're going to bring Acrobat back or we're going to bring, you know, some innocuous thing. You know, there's there's any number of things that they can do in that regard and still kind of keep the interest going. But when that stops, Mm -hmm. only then will they address the mechanics of the game and change it because they'll want to sell more books.
2: Right. I was going to say, even as they keep introducing new character classes and new abilities in these, in these extra source books, they could even before they move on to that is okay, here's without all the the flavor text, here's just all of the character classes that we've introduced and all of the races that we've introduced, you know, like just instead of having them over four or five different books, you then now come up with a, here's an omnibus that's got all of the stuff for the player's handbook, you know, a player's handbook, you know,
0: complete or something like that. Yeah, races. Yeah, but they've done. Yeah, and they did. They did a, some of that too in previous editions. But you know, I think. You know, I spent a lot of time uh, a year ago, roughly creating a random character generator that pulled information, classes, races, and uh, and just a ton of other things from all the source material that I could find, and there are hundreds of classes you know, hundreds of races and so on yeah. and so forth, because it's not just elf, you know, it's high elf or it's wood elf. And even within some of those, there are even sub, you know, sub races of sub races. So it's entirely possible that they can go that deeper route um, and and do things like that and start pulling in some of that other stuff that, 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 that they just haven't from their wealth of material. But... That doesn't uh, in any way reflect on uh, this book, this wonderful dragon um, book that's coming up. I don't know that they've done a dragon-specific
1: source Mm -hmm. book before. Am I wrong about that, Dom? I can't think of one. I mean, I can't think of any, like, even not even just dragging it to the side. This is a very, like, specific kind of source book. Because I feel like when they've done source books, it's like, Here's this new plane. Here's this new, you know, these new classes that are kind of just generic. Or, you know, this is a very, I feel like, like, this is about something very particular. And right. I think the reason they can do dragons and they can't do, say, giants, not that I'd be upset if they did giants. Because, you know, when you think of dungeons and dragons, I know it sounds stupid to say it, but you think of going in a dungeon and fighting dragons. So it makes complete sense to have a yeah. whole book about Totally. You know, all new dragons. They're gonna introduce something called like a gem dragon. I don't know what the hell that is, but I love that. <laughs> I would love new dragons. I think not not that we're, you know, limited in dragons that we have, but to expand the dragons, which are optionally the most fun thing to fight as a player and most fun thing to play as as a DM to really expand what you can do with that and give it more like a fleshed out feel it's fantastic
2: so well, we'll
0: just have to wait for this book and see yeah
2: it, which is going to be released on october 19th and there will be the alternative cover for the local game stores yes. which i'm sure that's the version that kev has to have right
0: wrong i, I mean it's it's not just kev. you're 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 wrong scott i have sandwich. to have it scott. Sandwich... i'll be honest Sandwich, tell Scott which version of the D and D book I have to have.
1: Looking for one you don't order from your store in Hawaii? No, right. so I
0: know. Uh, I know so the answer. I know the answer. Answer. It's the both.
1: Answer is, the answer is both. Yeah,
2: yeah. I figured. I figured it out. I yeah. saw where I went wrong, and I and I corrected it. Right. Oh, and then Kev, uh, the uh, Tiamat action figure is available on eBay for three hundred ninety-five dollars plus shipping. So yeah, you know if yeah, you want to order that
0: loose for 400 it's yeah. insane so thanks i'll 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 wait so i'm uh, i'm told by wait hold on hold on scott this is just coming in um there's something going on at the geek stuff product archive uh we're gonna go to uh we're gonna go to our man sandwich live at the archive uh sandwich do you have uh, is there some uh some issue going on at the archive
1: Yes, Kev. It has a lot of things in it that we don't even know what is here in the archive. It could be anything. It could be live animals. It could be food. It could be expensive D&D books from years beyond. Who knows? Back to you, Scott, in the studio.
2: Hey, before we wrap up the D&D segment, I did a Kickstarter not that long ago. It's the first Kickstarter I've ever done and i don't know how i really came across it but it's the lost tomb of the bitchin chimera so do you remember <laughs> the dead milkman and the sh- and the song bitchin chimera I mean, that was a song I kind of grew up with. So it was a little Kickstarter. It wasn't my time, so. over. Oh, before, yeah. Well, there used to be this song called The Bitch and Camaro. Camaro was this car that was kind of cool in the 60s. And so, uh, again, the whole little adventure module is based on uh, the song and some characters. And it's kind of fun. And it was a Kickstarter that I picked up. And I just thought I would share that with you uh, Dead Milkman RPG Adventure The Lost Tomb of the Bitch and Chimera.
1: And that was Sandwich, live from the scene. Thank you. It's D and D warriors that terrify. It's D and
0: D. Hey, speaking of Kickstarter, can one of you look and see uh, where we're at with Galactus? <laughs>
1: we're behind on backers. So I didn't we, order they, mine. They haven't met. They haven't hit the goals yet. They well, they haven't even hit
0: their first one yet. It's going to be. It's going to be just like. Um, I think it's going to be just like the sail barge, you know, like in the last two or three days of it, they're going to explode. They're just going to fly through it. That's what I think anyway. Because
1: I've been seeing it on my Instagram saying like, we're only like a couple thousand backers behind guys. Get in now. We have three face plates and all that fun did they say they had three faceplates before? Because I saw that them saying they have three faceplates now. Yeah, that's that's always
0: been part of it. They revealed the first. Um, they revealed because because they haven't crossed the line yet, and I think they thought they were going to out of the gate. They revealed the first um, stretch goal, which was the what's her name Frankie somebody Nova, um Legends figure, and it looks spectacular, you know. And again, here's a character. I don't really have much association with, but damn, the figure looks good. So uh, I'm very excited uh, uh, about that. I haven't ordered my Galactus yet. So but, uh,
2: as of as of showtime today, you have uh, seven days, two hours, and thirty six minutes left to place your order. Right. Uh, and again, it's three ninety nine ninety nine, and they have. Thirteen thousand two hundred and ninety-four backers out of fourteen so thousand, yeah, so they're about seven hundred and fifty away. They're
0: probably going to cross oh. in the next couple of days. I told you, and then it's going to be a mad rush at the end. Did they reveal? I guess they didn't reveal anything else, Scott. Yeah, I rush. didn't
2: see anything new on the on the HasLab site.
0: Just the um, just the, uh, the 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 Nova. Because there's definitely, there's a Silver Surfer that is silhouetted and it looks exactly like the Silver, the the Marvel Legends Silver Surfer that they released. I want to say it was less than a year ago as a Walgreens exclusive. Have we talked about that? Marvel Legends and Walgreens? Walgreens for the last couple of years has just been getting like, like the slow rollout line from Marvel. And this year it's Cosmic characters so they've gotten a few and i think surfer was one of them but that surfer in the silhouette if you look at the picture that reveals um uh that reveals uh nova uh there is in the opposite corner there is definitely i think Definitely a silver surfer. And again, it looks like the one that went to Walgreens. So I'm wondering if he's like, is he vac metaled? Is he like, did they redo him in a way that's only gonna be available with Galactus and so on and so forth. Again, I appreciate the fact that this Galactus will display well with six inch figures. I just think it's gonna display even better with three and a
1: quarter and four inch figures. Well, I feel like the point is, he's supposed to look massive. So, I mean, yeah. when you can have those smaller scale, it just it fits the aesthetic so much yeah. better to have him really tower over them. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I thought when they were scaling him, I guess scaling him for, like, these six-inch figures, I thought he was going to be, like, my height. <laughs> and I was going to have to, like, carry basically another human into the unit, which wouldn't be the first time I did it officially. But, you know. Oh, oh. I, Oh, cut that, cut that, cut that, that, cut that, cut that out, cut that out.
0: There are things we don't discuss.
2: Should start uh, the wrap-up music and kind of bring this uh, episode to a close. We've been uh, having some good good content. I think this was a good episode. Even with Sandwich on the scene, you know, fighting through the hurricanes and the rains and the floodwaters in deep, deep New Jersey, I feel like you really came through Sandwich. So why don't you give everyone your social media so they can reach out and just make sure that you're doing okay in the rain.
1: You can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Thank you, Scott. And Kevin.
0: I, I, I'm supposed to go along with this bit now. Okay. <laughs> um, you can find me as Big Kev GS on Xbox One as soon as I hook it back up. And uh, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else.
2: And you can find me on the Twitters and the Instagram. I am at Pi Day Scott and Pi Day Scott one on Instagram for some reason. And then be sure that you are, you know, following the show on all the social medias, whether it's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's fa- it is it is GeekStuffTNG on all of those places. And then be sure and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. Remember, for just a dollar a month, you can join the Discord server
0: for... I responded I to someone again. on Discord this week. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. I,
2: I'm... I'm... I'm telling people on Discord that if they want to get a response, they have to at mention you on Discord. Uh, and then uh, again, $3 a month is the early bird special, so you get these shows a day or two early. Uh, $5 a month, you get those vintage shows. You get to hear Kev be wrong about stuff in the past and write about stuff as well. Uh, and also the sandwich shop on the weekends. This next one coming up, Blade 2. And then for $10 a month, you can join all the craziness by watching us on the Instagram lives.
0: Instagram live
2: Instagram live and then if you want to interact with the show in one other way you can send us an email
1: at geekstufftng at gmail.com
2: or you can call the GVM line
1: 201-730-2547
2: and then you might hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG
1: all of these things are true why do we need to reinforce it like that? Like it was false at one point. <laughs> you make it sound like we weren't going to do these things at some point.
0: All, all of what Sandwich is saying is true. <laughs>
1: Damn it, is it so funny?
0: And with that, Mr. Scott, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG episode 648 the one we called sandwich on the scene to a close the way we end some so- <coughs> the way we end some shows by saying good night marky post wherever you are
1: and on that note we cue the music mm-hmm.